This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Good morning, everybody. Dave Polakowski, the Executive Director with the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. We have the Cleary Company with us this morning, Aaron and George. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is George Cleary, and I am the owner uh, and founder of the Cleary Company. We are a design-build remodeling company that has been around for 26 years. And we also have a couple other different divisions that we do, one called Bath to Bath, which is kind of uh, streamlined bathroom projects. And then we've also got a home services division, which I'd like to talk about maybe in a little bit. Sounds good. Aaron. Yeah. Uh, hi, Dave. Good to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Um, yeah, my name is Aaron Enfinger, and I am general manager of the Cleary Company. Uh, I've been working with George for six years now. And um, yeah, it's been a been a great uh, been a great experience. So I have to say, I did have a chance to come out and meet with April and Aaron, and your location is phenomenal. It is beyond expectations. The building is gorgeous. So your location, you guys have been there how long? Uh, this this upcoming uh, week will be one year. So it seems like it's been quite a while. Um, but yeah, we've only been here for just just under a year. If someone comes in to see you, what you guys have at the location? Uh, sure. So yeah, it's it's really our it's primarily our offices. You know, it's where the designers and the development team and the admin people work. Um, so and then we also have a design center, which is imperative to what we do because everything. Uh, has an awful lot of um, selections to it. So there's an inspiration piece to what we do and we needed some place to really be able to showcase the products and uh, things that we do. Then there's several um, conference rooms that we're able to pull up on big screens and show people the projects that we're designing for them and uh, be able to show off some of the software and uh, be able to help people visualize what it is that we're, we're gonna be talking about. So. Uh, and then we have a, a place that we call the Animal House, and it is a really nice display kitchen that is also what we call a community space. So we gift and rent it to people um, for different events. We use it for a lot of things like wine and design and um, remodeling 101 uh, types of uh, gatherings where we invite people uh, in the old days um, in person to be able to come and to enjoy conversation or a cup of coffee and just to chat uh, about are they really a good candidate for design build or should they be trying something else so we use that space an awful lot and then of course it's our daily place where we get to eat lunch and enjoy each other's company during the work day and then behind that uh david we have our shop and our shop is uh, a really nice space to be able to warehouse our materials and inventory the products that we're going to be installing in people's homes, but also a place to fabricate things as need be. And, and it's amazing because 
you know, just hearing what you have available and what you shared with us, I can imagine in my head because I, I, until you experience it, I don't think it's as amazing as it sounds because the experience is beyond overwhelming. Yeah, well, thank you. We appreciate it. We put a lot of time and effort, uh, Aaron and I and another several people that were on the search team to try and find our new location. Uh, we did not want to do this again. Uh, and uh, so we really put a lot of time and effort into what we wanted out of the space. And we did want to be a little different. We love our jobs and we really think part of the biggest thing that we have going on for us is the relationship building and the uh, culture that we've created. And we wanted a place to be able to share that with the community, not necessarily just in a remodeling format, but uh, to others. Yeah, David, we're pretty spoiled over here. Um, yeah, like George said, we've been in here about a year and uh, it uh, the, the last couple of months have certainly felt like it's been longer than a year since we've been in here. But um, yeah, we, it's still just kind of getting broken in and we are truly spoiled. It, it wound up turning out absolutely beautiful, uh, has a nice mixture of uh, some nice, uh, nice, uh, interior finishes, but also kind of has a um, little bit of a uh, industrial feel to it in, in certain areas as well. So it's uh, a real nice hybrid of that. We were able to repurpose this old building. It was an old utility uh, company building where they used to work on their vehicles and trucks and stuff. So have a couple of different uh, feels as you walk through the building and can kind of have a different experience in different areas. That's real neat. That's, yeah. And, and again, you just hear about it is great in in but to experience what you guys have done with that building is amazing so i could just live there and you know socialize that that would be nice to have that whole big kitchen as your area as your you know entertainment but so yeah, and some members have probably been by we did host a uh, a coffee um last year shortly after we'd been in here we did host a coffee and um, so it was really neat to get to share that space. And, you know, once things kind of return to normal, we're certainly willing to host another one. So all the listeners out there can get an opportunity to come by and check the digs out. We'd love to welcome them in. We love to host. That's a big part of who we are. We like to uh, host and entertain. And that was part of it. We're supposed to do next month. Of course, we're going to reschedule um, our board members and staff with the elected officials in the Tri-Village area. We were supposed to have an event there. So now we're up in the air, but I will guarantee we will be there to host that event when, when we're available. So I know prior to everything happening, you guys were busy. Um, April, who is one of our volunteers, has been great and very much involved in what we're doing in our planning. So talk about the last couple months. What, you know, how has this affected you guys? business-wise have things keep, do things keep moving forward you know just just give us your overall experience yeah it's it's been uh, crazy for all of us you know no matter where what what career you're in um, but we were deemed essential workers fortunately in the state of Ohio and so we were able to continue work but I will be honest the first few days especially it was scary you know uh, nobody knew what to think or what was going on. So, um, but we made Aaron's, um, I often call him a genius and that's by intent. He's, he's very great at his job, but he started to put into, uh, 
programs right away of how we could work through this. And um, so he was working on that side and I kind of took the side of let's talk to everybody and let's make sure that everybody's in the mindset to work. And um, so I think we, we kind of divided and conquered there, but uh, the important piece for us was to make sure that people were comfortable because this was kind of a 911-ish time um, and it was, you know, we don't want to force people to be doing things that they're not comfortable doing. And we wanted everybody to have their time to process what was going on. And, uh, we were doing just the same, listening to every blog and every, um, podcasts and reading and diligently watching the news, trying to figure out what were the next steps going to be and what did work look like during this COVID time in that early stage. So. So a lot of research and uh, whatnot we were putting together early on, but uh, we we put practices into place of how we could return to work um, and took advantage of the fact that we were deemed as an essential worker to uh, continue our projects. Um, so once we got our, our, our staff in a mindset that this will continue and we have to do something, then we went immediately to our clients and found out where their minds were to make sure that they were comfortable with things going forward. And uh, surprisingly, not one of the projects that we had under construction, and I think there were a dozen maybe, Aaron, that we had, yeah. um, nobody wanted us to not return to work and finish the project, which some of you that have been through remodels understand that if you got half of a kitchen, you'd rather have more than half. So let's finish the project. So I'll let Aaron talk a little bit more about some of the protocol that we put into place to make sure that we were safe. But uh, again, initially, it was a lot about getting people in the right mind space that, uh, you know, are we welcome to come into your home? Do you have illness? We don't have illness. We'll monitor that. So making sure that people were just kind of comfortable with what was going on was was the first real step, David, that we we took yeah one of the things that we were trying to do and is as an essential business we we did take a look and say um you know what 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 are our risk what do we need to do to make sure that we're keeping our staff and our clients uh comfortable and safe uh fortunately there were a number of our projects um that were happening and occurring in unoccupied homes so that was that was, that was something that was fortunate for us uh from the get-go but there were a couple of, there were several homes that we were working inside. Um, and, you know, we, we, we do put up dust barriers and dust protection to kind of keep us separated uh, in the work that we're doing to try to mitigate the dust transfer throughout the house. So uh, those were things that helped us to maintain that level of safety for the client. Um, but we did, you know, we got the hand sanitizers and the, the Clorox wipes and our guys supplied in the field with um, those kind of clean, cleaning supplies as needed. Uh, we started taking temperatures right away. Uh, the governor did have some recommendations. So we followed these recommendations, taking temperatures and we kept the temperature logs where the guys had to report in um, as headed out in the morning. So if that, um, you know, if anybody was showing any signs of anything, we would, would stay home. Um, and there were several days where some guys kind of had some under the weather kind of feelings and they stayed home for several days. Um, and uh, we, we did take it very seriously. Uh, we want our guys to be safe um, and we also want our clients to be safe as well as our trade partners and everything. So, yeah, we, there were things like that that we were doing. Um, we got masks right away for everyone as well. 
provided those for our guys that if the you know <clears throat> clients needed dark eyes to wear those we were able to continue in that in that vein as well uh, but that that's our field guys our office staff um, we went ahead and had everybody go home and work from home our uh, work that we do it's 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 um, knowledge work and it's it's um, very collaborative knowledge work and so it, it actually kind of worked well people working from home so we sent everybody home all of our designers with their computers and they were able to work at home and continue to work on the designs for our clients and uh, you know we just like a lot of other people we started using zoom a lot and so we've done a lot of virtual meetings and we even found some new ways to engage with the clients and show them projects and be able to walk through some of the um some of the renderings and you know maybe even make changes live time with the client so something that we hadn't actually been able to do before we able to kind of find some of those silver linings that folks have talked about so much with this whole thing um, and, you know, then we also met uh, uh, virtually uh, internally between the, the different teams. Once everybody did go home, we, we started a, a huddle every morning with our design staff. So all of our designers would get together and we'd chat about the day, chat about what was going on and any issues, any technical issues, any IT problems that they were having to because there were a number of them initially right away when everybody went home. Um, and with our sales staff as well, the developers and kind of talking about how we're going to meet with the clients. Those were some of the things that we did early on. It wasn't quite business as normal or as usual for sure. Those are some of the things we did. In moving forward, um, have you seen a decline in requests for remodeling, renovations? Has it picked up? During the first several weeks, there was a decline in leads. You know, we track our leads uh, like most companies do. Uh, that's the lifeline of, of the business is keeping the phone ringing. And let's face it, people were concerned and thinking about their family and their safety and what's the future going to look like and their careers and their jobs and all of that. So there was definitely a decline. But, uh, you know, I think the first couple of weeks, there was a 60% decline and then a 40% decline the next couple of weeks and then down to a 20% decline the last couple of weeks. So it's definitely trending back to where it, where it was. Um, however, when you talk to our project developers, the leads that are coming in are maybe better than ever. Um, I think holistically, people have spent a lot of time at home and figured out this is a trying time and this is a safe space for us. And a lot of people have had the opportunity to bond with family that maybe they wouldn't have had that opportunity and enjoy that time and maybe be frustrated with that time because their kitchen's not big enough or their, uh, they don't have a great room or they don't have enough living quarters. Uh, maybe other family members have rebounded back into the home. So there's been an increase in great conversations for really good sized projects. Um, so we've done a lot of uh, reaching out to those people. And uh, again, with the safety protocol in mind, we're engaging in new design agreements and new construction contracts. So a lot of good stuff uh, happening. And uh, another thing that's happened is a lot of people need small stuff done. You know, sometimes the bigger projects take time to either save the money or to borrow the money uh, with financing and reappraisals and things. Um, but a lot of times people, when they're at home, they realize there's a half a dozen things that are really just irritating us about our home. Um, so we've 
uh, it was a perfect time for us to kind of re-engage with our community about our home services division. And the phone's been really ringing a lot with that um, for people that want to do small projects. Um, so that's that's been a really nice business asset for us to have. George, early on, you talked about Bath to Bath. What exactly is Bath to Bath? Yeah, so Bath to Bath was um, an idea that we had almost two years ago that uh, a lot of the, the people that were calling the Cleary company had needs that we were not able to fulfill as the Cleary company. And we were referring on a lot of things. So Action Coach is a partner of ours and somebody that we engage with for business coaching on a weekly basis. And Peg Burley is our personal coach. And she was like, boy, George and Aaron, you're giving away a lot of business. You're paying a lot of money for marketing and it's working, but you're then handing it away. So we looked at what what was what was the biggest component in that? Was it roofing or was it windows or was it bathrooms or kitchens or room additions? And a lot of the work that we were handing away had some component to a bathroom, um, whether it was just replace a toilet or replace a vanity or a sink or a faucet or something. And then sometimes it was just people that wanted to move quickly on a bathroom and have it done really fast and at maybe a little bit more of an aggressive price point than what the Cleary company could do um, because we're a little bit larger of a company. So what we did is we came up with what we call predetermined collections uh, for predetermined collections that we could, you know, really give the Cleary company quality um, to do and their retrofit bathroom. So we're not going to necessarily take and move your toilet and put it where your shower was. We're not going to put the shower where the sink was. So everything has to stay in the same footprint. Uh, but we basically uh, encourage people to allow us to come in and take your typical bathroom and gut it down pretty much to studs so that we can you know, take care of anything. And then we have these predetermined collections that we try and inspire you to say, okay, I like the Alexandria or the Savannah. And then we come in and we install all of those predetermined collections. And they are all collections that were determined by our award-winning designers. So a lot of people don't like to go through that whole design process. So our showroom, we have a bath to bath showroom that allows people to come in and say, boy, I like that one, it's contemporary. Uh, that's exactly what I'm looking for, something totally different than the rest of my house. Um, and they don't have to pick out the mirror, the medicine cabinets, the plumbing fixtures, the paint color, the flooring, the lighting and all that. We already have that done. So it's a way to kind of expedite. And the other really cool thing about it that really makes it economical is we're able to do it with in-house labor. So we're not subcontracting out the drywall, the painting, the tile work. We're doing everything in-house. Uh, so it really speeds the project up and uh, we can control the schedule a lot better. That's a little bit about Bath to Bath and it's really been successful the last year that we've been in this building. Uh, to be able to have a showroom is really a nice, nice feature for people to come in and be able to see these types of projects. And one thing we wanted to do with them, David, is really use high-end products so that people knew they were still going to get that clear company quality, even though it might be a, what we feel is a little bit more of a discounted pricing structure. Uh, so we wanted to partner with Kohler because everybody in the nation pretty much knows what Kohler does and they do it well and they have for hundreds of years. Uh, and Cambria, it's a quartz product uh, that we use for all our countertops and bath to bath and a lot of clear company projects. We wanted some of those high-end finishes so that 
we could spoil people, even though they wanted a expedited, lower cost bathroom process. We wanted to really give it a little bit of an edge uh, like that you see in most of our Clery company projects. And another thing, David, it seems like some folks have uh, been calling in and contacting us about some outdoor living uh, projects as well. Um, people are tired of being inside their homes, but realize that some of the social distancing and some of the some of the uh, aspects are still going to be around for a while. And so they're like, Let, let's let's be able to go outside, get outside, be able to enjoy the outdoors a little bit more, too. So we have seen a bit of an uptick in some of the outdoor living space projects. And, and that's, you know, it's funny. Have you heard like needing more man space, women's space, getting, you know, separation from each other so that, you know, they have to able to get away from uh, the opposite ends of the house from each other. Yeah, um, we did. I uh, just did receive a call yesterday or we did receive a call yesterday for a man looking to uh, create a man cave downstairs. So I, I definitely think that uh, that those are some um, some considerations. And, you know, it's as I was listening to the other the last podcast that you guys did with um, Action Coach and Peg and Michelle. And one of the things that, that they've helped us and talked to us about and that they mentioned on that podcast was about the opportunities that come out of a situation like this, you know? And uh, for us, we, we definitely see from a business perspective that there is a real opportunity for us. And, um, you know, through some of the things that we've done early on, uh, pivoting in some of the messaging and, and reaching out and, and promoting our home services work that, you know, folks still want some stuff done. And if they don't feel comfortable with us coming inside, they we can work on the outside. We can take care of that front porch issue that they've had for a while that they've just kind of been putting off or repairing the paver patio out back that's unsettling weird and they want us to come take a look at it. So there's all kinds of, of things that, that we've been able to do um, that this unique situation has pro provided us an opportunity. And that's really the way that we're looking at it. That's great. So. With the last few minutes we have, talk about the protocol that you guys have in place now for um, individuals coming in. Um, are you seeing by appointment only? Of course, probably. But if somebody was to drop in and just have um, just curiosity to see what, what you guys have available, what is the protocol for customers coming in to your location? We, you know, internally, so I'll start kind of internally with us. Um, we are still are taking our temperatures every day. Um, and reporting that, logging that. Um, internally, we're wearing masks when we're in the in the community spaces or in the hallways. Um, we have gone through and removed chairs and, and uh, removed opportunities for us to, or for, for people to not observe the social distancing. So we've limited the number of seats that are available in some of the conference rooms. In the animal house that George was talking about earlier, we've removed tables and chairs and set everything up. We've marked things with tape on the floor to serve as visual clues for people to remind them to stay six feet apart. Uh, we have hand sanitizer, multiple stations throughout the, the building. Uh, we have a little um, kind of like what you see when you go to the grocery stores, we have some wipes that are up front by the front entry. So if the clients want, they can open the door, they can grab a, uh, a, a wipe right there and, and not have to actually touch the, um, touch the door handle. Um, and so, you know, we we we're leaving it up to the clients as to their comfort level as to if they want to wear a face covering or not. Um, and uh, but we we are opting to do that internally. Um, 
So, you know, the, the simple steps that the governor and, and that the uh, that Dr. Acton have recommended and, and implemented for general office spaces, those are the things that we're observing. And, um, you know, we are but largely by appointment only. Every now and then we do have people pop in, um, but uh, typically we are by appointments. But uh, if anybody wanted to pop by and take a look at our cool office, they're more than welcome to. And uh, we just are working hard to stay six feet apart. Our offices are set up that we naturally are already are uh, six feet apart with everyone. And uh, so it just is, uh, we're, we're fortunate again to have had enough elbow room to when we set everything up in here that uh, we kind of automatically conform to those social distancing requirements. It's going to become the nature of everyday business and what we do. So we just, you know, I'm sure there's going to be challenges with some people that, you know, don't feel that they need to follow the guidelines. But I think as we set procedures in place for each of our, from each of our businesses, and as we learn them, we just need to make sure that we share and follow through with everybody. You know, you guys have been in existence for 26 years, uh, you know, as George said, and, you know, I think it's a precedent for trudging forward through this, that the hard times, they will get better. But the attitudes, the positive attitudes from both of you, I think, are very impressive. And but just any final words for everybody? Um, yeah, I, I would. Uh, I'll recommend our, our website and our YouTube channel. We have a lot of resources for people. David, like just what you mentioned, um, we just had a whole bunch of rain, and we have also um, just had a few of our clients that we we have some clients that that live out in Bexley, and there are in certain areas of Bexley that have had a lot of um, the city, you know, storm sewers are just backing up everywhere. People are having water issues. Um, you know, we've got a few resources on our website and on our YouTube page for just general um, general maintenance and um, upkeep for things. But, uh, you know, one of the things I think has been really helpful, me personally, has been to focus on the things that I can control. You know, control what you can control and everything outside of that. Um, it just, you, you wind up being concerned and worried and, and you work yourself up into um, in, in being concerned about things that you can't, can't, can't be, do anything about. You can handle your response and you can handle the things that you can actually um, control. So uh, that's my, those are my thoughts and, and watch the news as little as you can <laughs> right now until, until it kind of begins to get a little bit better. You got to follow it along at least at some level and be aware of what's going on, but don't spend too much time doing it because it will definitely have an effect on your, um, on, on your, the, the way that you see things. And you've mentioned that, you know, George and I kind of sound positive and it's because together we've kind of made a pact that we're not going to pay a lot of attention to the news and we're going to, you know, uh, stay positive. That's one of George's big things. George. Yeah. So thank you again for the opportunity, David. We really appreciate uh, partnering with you on this little chat, but you know, I think if Aaron and I feel a little calmer than maybe normal uh, conversation that people are sensing out there in the community, I think it's because of our our focus on relationships. You know, what we really tend to do is is sure we we do get to build beautiful projects and they're award winning and all that is great, but I think our primary focus is on building relationships and. And this COVID has allowed people to to do that. You know, there's been a lot more detailed conversation about what we really like, and that's bringing joy to people's lives. You know, making their home a better place, making them better people. And so, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of uh, humbling for a lot of families, and 
in uh, the community. So it's been really far from comfortable to watch that happen, but it's in our sweet spot to be able to engage with people when they are in need. And uh, so as we look to the future, you know, we encourage, we encourage more conversation, whether we can help with something. We had um, several of our team literally just call past clients and not necessarily try and promote business during this COVID, but is there anything that, you know, that you're struggling with? Is there something that we can do as humans to help you guys? Um, and a lot of our clientele are, are scared or we're more scared than others. They're in high risk situations, the elderly. And uh, during that troubling time, it was really great to just be able to bond with people as humans and, and give them a little bit of comfort. And uh, so again, uh, that's, that's who we are. That's what we do. And if you're interested in having a conversation of any sort, 614-459-4000, uh, uh, like Aaron said, our website is, is really great, www.clearycompany.com. Um, so there's a lot of great resources and we'd love to help people or friends of yours, uh, relatives in any way that we can. Gentlemen, thank you. Weird times. Used to seeing people, you know, these past couple of months, you know, you get used to seeing people online and, but still, I don't think we'll truly get used to it. Um, have a great day. Again, the Cleary Company um, off Old Henderson Road, correct? Correct. Um, check them out. If you get a chance, give them a call or if you need anything done, check in with them. So thank you again. Have a great day, gentlemen, and we'll see you guys all soon. Thanks, David. Awesome. Thanks, David. Appreciate you having us. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires.